Hello, everyone. What's up, guys? So, the ultimate purpose of marriage is to love each other until death do you part. That's that's the vows you typically take. And it's being selfless and committed and honest. And the second goal of marriage is to actually like the person that you're spending the rest of your life with. So... We've put together some tips that have helped us stay best friends and whether you're in a long-term relationship or you're married, newly married, you've been married for quite some time, hopefully these will help you guys as well. Yeah, a few of the things we found important were making sure you guys share interests when that's possible, communicating effectively, and then gentleness just being gentle with each other for sure we're just gonna break down each of these a little bit and just kind of give you guys a little bit of insight of what's helped us along the way and what we've noticed make a pretty big difference in our relationship yeah I would say that Kemper and I really value that and prioritize that in our relationship uh, just being best friends I don't know. I just like if you say like who is Joe and Kemp or like who are you guys as a couple? I would say like best friends is at the top of the list. One of them. Yes, I agree. I think as we've said before, that's just kind of what we like founded our whole relationship off of was that we became best friends first and foremost. So that's something we've just always held such a high value in and. We've both kind of always been the type of people to have that one like close best friend in our life that we kind of like latch onto and connect to. And that's definitely, we've definitely just been that for each other. I feel like ever since we've met. Yeah. We've been lucky enough to, we do actually have a lot of shared interests. Definitely. Um, we both work out. We enjoy activity. We enjoy being outside. We enjoy sunsets and nature and the beach and there's just a lot of things that overlap we eat the same foods we laugh at the same jokes um and that's really helped us connect yeah I feel like it's never too early to start practicing these things like if you obviously if you're in a new relationship it's easy to Everything's flowing naturally. There's still like those heightened emotions and different things like that. But I feel like it's almost like preventative measures, like taking caution up front and learning the person you're you're with, like learning their interest and like taking interest in their interest and learning to, you know, enjoy some of the things they do or find common ground and Practicing those things up front and then just continuing to do those things throughout your relationship can, I feel like, just keep it strong and never maybe get to the place where you go into that valley in the relationship where it's like, man, we are just like not seeing eye to eye. We're not like friends really anymore. And so it's like, okay, now we're in repair mode. Like, now let me figure out what they like and how. And, and not that that's not possible and that. That's a great thing to do that. But I think if you just almost start doing these things up front and in the beginning that you can just carry them through your relationship and it makes it a lot more enjoyable and easier. 
I think a good place to start is learning your partner's interests. Hopefully a lot of you guys already do that and that comes naturally. I feel like it should when you're friends or when you actually care about someone. Uh, but but some people just don't know how to communicate and don't really know how to um, show interest in someone. And so I think an easy way to do that is just learn about someone. Ask them, you know, what interests you in life? What are things that you like? What are things that you enjoy doing or talking about? Or what are things you enjoy watching on TV? You know, those are just simple questions that can teach you a lot about a person. For sure. And then I feel like once you've kind of learned about each other's interests, you can then invest like time and energy. And if you have the money and are able to invest the money into it, if that's going on a trip or whatever that means. And there's plenty of things also that you can, you know, take interest in your partner or um, invest, like we said, time and energy without having to spend money. So just like doing something special for them or, yeah, like you said, like knowing their favorite movie and you're like, hey, tonight we're going to fix dinner and watch a movie and just taking interest and taking initiative and just making an effort in your partner's interests. Yes, hopefully you can find interests that would overlap. Um, one of those for Kemper and me is CrossFit or like, I guess, fitness. We both really enjoy being into fitness and doing fitness and uh, spending our time in the gym or at least part of our time in the day in the gym. And so that's something we're able to do together. Um, another one we like is tennis or pickleball. Um, we both enjoy that activity. And so when we found that we both enjoyed that, we then the next step would be make sure you schedule time or invest time into doing those together. Definitely. No, and it, like you said, it could be an activity. It could be cooking together. It could be poetry. It could be reading. It painting. could be painting. It could be anything and everything. And it's just, like you said, taking the time to to do those things together. And, and, and if it is something different, maybe, you know, one person is into something that like, for example, you're very into coffee and I didn't really even drink coffee before that, but you being like super into it and wanting to learn about it and, you know, all the things about it and, and you fix it every morning. So I've kind of just come around to it. I, I'm still not a big, like, caffeine coffee person but I drink like half a cup every morning and I enjoy it I think whenever you genuinely care about someone and care about their interest and start investing into that that it kind of almost naturally just becomes something that you enjoy as well yeah I think that's that's a really good point we also share like the same taste in food and a lot of times our weekends will kind of uh, revolve around ordering. We have like a pizza night, this like local pizza place where you've, I feel like you kind of rubbed off on me in that way. Like I didn't really like the pizza place, but Kemper ate it a lot and her family ate it. And like, it really kind of grew on me. And so we both, I don't know. It, I feel like it's just an unspoken part of our like weekend enjoyment routine. We, 
look forward to our night where we're okay are we doing this on friday night or saturday night and it's just it's part of that taking time and doing things together and i was just saying like that could be as simple as finding something you enjoy eating together yes i agree and with that i mean it kind of rolls into the next thing knowing what your partner likes and stuff is just communication having open and honest communication with each other is I mean just key for the health of the relationship but especially in just staying friends staying best friends yeah it's very interesting because kind of how the point you opened up on is like marriage is commitment and staying together but like the a close second goal is just creating a lifestyle you enjoy together which is liking the person and I believe this communication it's a key to a healthy relationship but it is such an integral part of being best friends and feeling connected because I feel like that's what being best friends is almost is this feeling of like deep connection of like you know we've talked about love versus like but this this feeling of I enjoy this person's company. I feel like that's what starts to really hold like a friendship level together. And yeah, like you said, communication is such a huge part of just a healthy relationship. But that's kind of what I'm trying to say is a healthy relationship is stemmed in friendship and being best friends. Yes, definitely. And I feel like whenever, I mean, I know for me anyways, when I'm super close to someone or I'm best friends with someone, I just want to know like everything about them and like what's going on in their life. Like, are they having a hard time with something? Are there like worries going on in their life? Is there something exciting going on in their life? Like whatever it is, it's like, I want to know those things and I, because I want to be able to be there for them and, and I feel like anytime you share in those things with a person, whether it's something, you know, tough going on in your life and you're being open and honest and communicative about that, that can bring you closer together. And then also something exciting and like that person gets to be excited with you and sharing that excitement. And that's also just another level of, of closeness and bringing you close together. Yeah. I would, I would lean to say you're almost an expert communicator. Probably an over communicator. Oh, for sure. I feel like <laughs> us as a couple, one of the the terms we would label ourselves as is over communicators. Yeah, I think for me, it comes from a sense of one wanting to understand someone and why and how they're doing things to the fullest extent. And then also on the other end of that, to be understood. I just know that the more information and the more of everything that's just out there just the more raw and real a relationship can be and the more vulnerable and the closer you can be and maybe maybe you're out there and you struggle with communicating maybe both partners have have had a past that kind of leads to being a little more closed off and uh, communication isn't really a part of your relationship and it's not comfortable and it kind of just kind of rubs it it is not smooth and easygoing it's just kind of like awkward or vulnerable or uncomfortable or whatever it may be they have like I would recommend like books there's apps like you could download that like starts conversations I know Kemper and I've done a book like it's called 
do you know your partner? And it just asks a bunch of questions where you can, I think you can do it together. You could do it alone or whatever, but I know they have apps too, where it can start conversations and, and asks kind of deep questions where you don't have to feel like you're having to think of it and come up with it and everything. No, for sure. I think that's a great thing to do. And we have done that. And it, it is just, like you said, it starts conversations. It's interesting. It, it kind of lays out the questions and the thoughts and everything for you where you can talk about it and, oh, and like, and just kind of dive deeper into those conversations. Yeah. We actually had a conversation last night where Kemper came to me and just kind of shared with me some things that she noticed about um, my behavior or I guess my uh, actions not like I did anything wrong or anything. It was just kind of like a little bit of a, a a self check-in like, Hey, I've noticed this and this or whatever. How are you feeling? Are you good? Like, is everything okay? And I was just, it, it, I'm not good at being like as self-aware as she is. And so it, it just helped us. I feel like bridge kind of, uh, just this unspoken, like maybe we're not, fully on the same page is no yeah that makes sense I think also learning how to approach those things is super important because I think that I've had to work really hard on um I guess just keeping my emotions in check and not letting myself get worked up or worried over things and I think that also just comes with like trust in a relationship but I feel like if something felt like off or something like that, that I used to could just kind of like panic and maybe like rather than approaching you like, hey, is everything good? Like, I've just kind of noticed this. Like, are you feeling, you know, whatever that it may have been more like, why are you acting like this? Like, I can tell you're like what, you know, whatever, which is all automatically going to put that other person on the defense. And so there is the communication is so important, but doing communication in the right way where you're able to express your thoughts and feelings, but also in a way that the person, the other person is going to be able to be receptive and not feel like they're being attacked or having to defend themselves in, in, that case is very important as well. Yeah, that's such a good point. I feel like it's very important to create a safe space somehow. Yes. And and you're saying and how you approach the conversation, which is great because some would call me a perfectionist. Hmm, no way. <laughs> yeah. Who would say um, that? You and others. <laughs> but used to and Kemper would, would bring something to my attention like, hey, I've noticed that that maybe, or or not I've noticed something, but like when you did this, it made me feel this way. And I was like, well, I didn't do that. Like I wasn't, I didn't make you feel, I would just get defensive. And so it's important. She learned over time and I've learned as well how to approach her over time, but she's learned to approach me where I'm, my defense doesn't go up. She's able to kind of weasel her way in to figure to to figure out what what the truth is like what the true base is and what the root of I'm able to openly communicate back because I don't have my walls up for sure and I think honestly it's just a natural response for anyone because I know it's something I've had to work on as well that when someone approaches you with something to not just immediately jump to the defense about it because you just want to defend yourself or like no I'm not doing this or you know like why would you think that or 
or whatever. It's just natural to do that. But I think I've, for me, I've learned that if you come to me about something to just almost like sit there on it for a second and not start rolling things into my mind of why that's not true, just actually like shut off my brain and listen to what you have to say and how you feel and remove myself from the situation. Like it's not about me. If you're coming to me about something that you're feeling or that's, you know, bothering or upsetting you or whatever that is, it's my job first and foremost to, to understand that and to deal with that. And then, you know, I can take it from that perspective and then share with you what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. But I just think that that's has been such a huge part of staying on the same team with each other, like learning to understand each other, communicating properly. And it just creates closeness and understanding. Like you're on the same team. We're not against each other here. Like we want the same outcome. We want to find resolve. We want to understand each other. We want to love each other well. And that's the end goal in every relationship. If you know, if you're in a healthy relationship. So it's like finding the best way to do that, laying the pride aside and no, I don't have to make my point. I don't have to be right at the, I have to be holding the trophy. Like you want to both be holding the trophy at the end of it. Like you're in it together and that's what it's all about. For sure. Maybe just that's how to do relationships 101. Like all that right, was we'll see y'all later. beginning to end. Thank <laughs> you guys. No, I think we hit on the kind of reparative communication and the honest side of it, but there's less of that kind of conversation. And there are, there is other easier conversations like goals in your life or desires for your future or uh, dreams and, and whatever. Yes. No, it just helps you understand people better. You have that knowledge where you can be supportive of that person in their goals and whatever that looks like. If they say, I want to be a professional chess player or whatever, like that is one of my goals. Or like you've said, like, I want to have a coffee shop one day. Like that's one of your goals. So it's like, then that person can encourage in those goals. Like, oh, hey, like, look at this latte art video I found. Like, they did a swan. Do you think you like, you know, just like yeah. that? It's just taking interest and in caring about somebody or, or whatever. For me, like I, I want a house in Florida. So you're like, okay, like, is there real estate? Like what, you know, just share, sharing interest, taking however you can, even if it's something as small as, like we said, sending a video of something or I want to be a professional chess player. So it's like, hey, you want to go to the park and play chess today? And like, just stuff like that. Yes, all of this is to kind of put you on the same page. And if you don't really know a way to go about like start like sometimes it could be weird to say, what are your goals? You know, it's such a broad question. I feel like where do you see yourself in 5, 10, 15 years? Like if you're to the point of marriage or whatever, where you do have the same path, it's like, where do we see ourselves in 10, 15 years? How can we get there? It just creates this like long term sense of togetherness and sameness and oneness yes totally our last point is gentleness and I know I'm a person that is just more sensitive or more um it's important for me to come across and to receive um anything just as like kind and loving and where there there are I'm sure people out there who 
maybe they're both more of the like blunt, like not sensitive, not going to get my feelings hurt. You know, I can just kind of say it all. I don't have to, you know, be sensitive or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, you know, being gentle and being kind in the way that you communicate with someone, maybe that there's different levels to that and that can look different for different people. But I do think practicing that, even if someone isn't quote unquote, I guess a sensitive person is just, you know, healthy for a relationship. Yes. And it's so weird because I feel like a couple's relationship or a marriage or dating or whatever it may be, it's, I feel like it's kind of cliche or maybe not cliche is the word, but it's very normal for your partner to get the worst in you. I feel like I've heard people say that before. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm different with people as opposed to my partner. I'm just, you, you're a little bit more raw and real, which is how it should be. You can't be as new or as just fresh every single day. It takes a lot of energy, but there is a balance. You should shoot for that. You should, your goal should be to kind of meet a little bit closer on the, my partner doesn't get the worst of me. You know, have you ever heard people say that? No, I have for sure. And I think that comes with, I feel like, just spending day in and day out with a person. And I think what that person feeds into the other person is going to bring out, you know, that certain side of them. So if, for example, I'm just like feeding negativeness or toxicness into you all the time, or, or I'm just complaining all the time, or I'm criticizing you all the time, or I'm telling you what you're doing wrong or all the time or whatever, just like a, you know, it's going to bring this side out of you to with me that is maybe more negative or different than this other friendship that you have where it's a positive and a healthy. So it's just like, I think that's why it's important to, you know, choose who you're with and who you surround yourself around because it is going to bring out certain sides of you and and at the end of the day you can practice your self-control in those situations but it's like at the end of the day we're all human like we all have emotions we're going to be either negatively or positively affected by someone and when you're spending day in and day out with someone just all the time every day it's just you're going to naturally get a mix of those things, I feel like. Yeah, when you are spending so much time together, I do feel like you want to be as close as possible and, yeah, to have this sense of togetherness and just this intimacy. But with that, I feel like comes this rawness of, I mean, if we're going to, if we're this close, like, you want to see the real me? This is, uh, I'm going to argue. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to, and I feel like it doesn't have to be like that. It is a tough balance because, the goal is to be as close as possible, to be as real and as raw and as just together and on the same page. But at the same time, treat this person with the same gentleness and kindness that you would a friend or I guess uh, maybe not a stranger because that's a weird thing. But if you wouldn't treat your best friend of the same sex or whatever like that, like yelling at them or being verbally abusive or physically abusive or whatever it may be. If you're not going to do that with your best friend, I feel like you should hold that same standard for your partner. Yes, I agree. Even though you're spending, you know, so much more all of the time with your partner, they should 
at the end of the day, especially if, you know, you're in a marriage and you've committed to each other forever, they should be getting the best of you. And I know that, as we said, that's hard. You're going to argue, you're going to not see eye to eye and they're going to get bad parts of you, but it's like the effort to be your best self for this person and to love them the best possible way you could. I think that is the top relationship that should be getting that time and energy and effort. Probably one of my favorite words and actions of all time that is another key in, in the gentleness is empathizing and being empathetic with your partner. So whatever they may have going on, or like we said, whatever they may be bringing to you about their feelings in a situation. I just think it's super important to always understand where that person is coming from and maybe why they may be feeling what they're feeling. And at the end of the day, it's just, you can't ever, even if you don't function the same way or you don't think the same way, you just can't discredit someone else's feelings or you know they're real to them like they're hurting for whatever purpose that may be and it's real to them and so it's important to you know I think understand that and and empathize with their pain or whatever it is that they may be going through and trying your hardest to put yourself into their shoes and like understand that yeah, I think it's a lot harder to criticize someone and to yell at them or get angry with them. Let's say Kemper comes to me and whatever tells me how she feels or like, Joe, I, you you didn't do this or whatever. And instead of me being like, yes, I did. Like and trying to de- argue my point, take a second and digest kind of what she said and, and where she's trying to f- figure out where she's coming from even if it doesn't make sense in my head like I would never get offended by that I need to stop and see where oh she's not me she might could get offended like that she's a completely different being she has the right to be offended by something that may not offend me and so if I can understand that it's I feel like it's a bit harder for me to just be so irrational and angry and like you're just a crazy woman who doesn't you have too many emotions like that's that's just never a way to handle it, you know. Definitely. And I mean, what is your opinion on like I do feel like it's tough because it's like how do you navigate I guess this would be in a in a earlier relationship, maybe people who haven't been together for you know, whatever, 5 plus 10 plus years or whatever that looks like, but 2 years. Yeah, like even earlier than that. Yeah. I mean, I I would say gosh, I feel like it took us at least two years to just kind of fully figure each other out and navigate everything, maybe even longer than that. I mean, God, it takes a long time to know a person and to understand how they operate, why they do what they do, what their intent is, what their motives are, and all everything like that. So as we were saying, like, about empathizing with someone about something and they express their hurts or their concerns or things to you like that, what do you do in a situation where that is just become something that's so almost excessive or unhealthy in a sense. It's like, I feel like it would be hard for a person to find the balance between, okay, I need to understand this person. Like they're, they're telling me they don't like this and this and this, but I think that can sometimes be unhealthy 
if the person is just always finding something to complain about that almost isn't even fair, I guess, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to think of an example. I understand what you're saying. It's like, how do you even navigate or discern that, I guess? I do understand what you're saying. I'm trying to figure out if... I think there are situations because you're almost saying someone comes to you and they're feeling what they're saying they're feeling, whether it's real or made up, is almost invalid, which I'm trying to figure out a situation where I think someone would approach me. There is a reality of someone being irrational. Um, And that's kind of, I think, where I'm going to. So it's a hard balance because it's like, like we said, like people's feelings are valid. But then what if it's a situation where like, you came to me and you're like, I saw you like looking at this guy or I saw you say, Hey, I mean this girl, like, or I would be a guy for me. You said, I saw you like say, Hey to this guy, or I saw you like talking to this guy. And like, why do you all, you, you just, I don't know, you know, spinning, spinning something like that. That's a real situation. I think, you have to look at the steps that led up to that. Why am I insecure in you saying, hey, to another guy? Am I threatened by him? Am I not secure that you love me and only care for me and only have eyes for me? Am I just, is it baggage from the past? I don't have trust in women. No, but that's that's you being able to self-evaluate. I almost feel like, and like self-evaluate and be like, okay, why am I doing this? This maybe isn't okay, but like what if it's, you know, the situation where on that person maybe isn't going to come to that place. So then what is the person on my end? Like how do I, you know, handle that type of situation where it's like, okay, like I'm going to end that, but this also is not like I, really I, healthy or valid. And like, I feel like you have to get, Try in conversation, in communication to get that person there. Like what, ask them what offended you so badly about me saying hey to this person? Was it that you truly feel like I did something wrong? I think that's where just communication is so key and you have to work to get to what is the real issue. Totally. So it's, I I agree with that. I think it's like, not jumping to a defense. So even if you hear something that you think is like kind of crazy, it's like step number one is kind of even always to empathize. And like, so it's not, even if you hear something and you're like, that's literally insane. Like, and that's, you know, it can arise emotion in you or whatever. But I think even if it's something that you feel like is unreasonable and irrational, it's still coming to a place of empathizing and going, okay, they feel this way and then like you said just saying okay like can you explain to me like why you feel this way and like not um jumping to a defense but also not like backing down and just continuing to let that cycle continue and like okay well like you didn't like that I said hey well okay I'm not I'll avoid like doing something that I know is not you know whatever and at the end of the day if you can't come to a common ground on that then I guess that's where you figure out that maybe that relationship isn't the yeah. healthiest thing or. Yeah. I, you have me thinking over here now, like in that situation, I really feel like. So you could say that it's irrational. 
you said hey to another guy and it upset me. It offended me just by you saying hey. So if you take that standalone situation and you just isolate it, that is irrational. But if you dig deeper to figure out, oh, last time they got cheated on, it started with a girl uh, saying hey to a guy and then like, oh, there is rationale behind why that you just have to figure that out. You have to dig deep. You have to ask questions. What what is the root here? Is is it built in rationale? I guess some people can be irrational. I guess that is a thing. I've never dealt with people I don't think that are just like irrational and it comes from nowhere. I feel like there's always a, a route to find this is where this is stemming from. Can we get therapy? Can we talk through this? Can we gain more security in our love? Can we be on the same page to where, okay, if we attack the root, it'll it'll come up. And at, at the end, me saying hey to a guy wasn't the irrational part or wasn't the part that made you angry. It was this other stuff that, that we haven't dealt with that's been built up and whatever that was actually making you angry. For sure. I agree with that. I know from like us in the beginning of our relationship when we were still just like dating and everything, I definitely struggled with probably irrational like um, feelings or problems or things I would come to you with. Like I just remember like there being a period of our life where like I would get so upset about something that was like, what is going on? They seemed irrational. Yeah, like even to me now, I'm, you know, I'm able to assess it and know, just like you said, like it was stemming from something deeper, like in me, my own insecurities or like not fully trusting you yet or, you know, whatever that looked like. But and if you're in that situation with a person and you're willing to, I guess, like work together and like I didn't, I wanted to trust you and I wanted to, you know, not act that way or feel that way in situations and I didn't I wanted it to be healthy and how it should be and and everything like that so I think if both sides are you know are willing to work on that and you're both giving in ways and 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 making healthy decisions and not just going okay like you know like you were like oh well I just won't do this anymore when it maybe was like oh that's not really the healthiest thing like this that may be a spot where I need to give and that's something I need to do some self work on you can help by you know helping me to know I can trust you and making me feel secure but that doesn't always just mean isolating yourself or whatever that looks like if that makes sense for sure and that is how you stay best friends that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we chased one there, I feel like. Yeah, we went off on one for a second. Was that under gentleness? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> is that being gentle with each other? Yeah, no, I think it is. Just like we said, like open and and gentle, like communication and understanding and empathizing and working together and... Sharing interests. Yes. Figuring out things you enjoy doing together, do those things. All of that really just, it's really just finding this sense of togetherness and oneness and being on the same page. I know we say that over and over, at least I know I say it over and over, but that is, I feel like the ultimate way to have a healthy relationship is both see eye to eye and understand each other and be together and be on the same page. Definitely. It takes intentionality, like all of those things, figuring out the interests, communicating, being gentle. It all takes 
intentionality and I mean setting aside that time for for all of those things is so important and I definitely think it's what what keeps you best friends for the long haul yeah besties for the resties if you will Bessies for the resties you're my bestie for the resty Bessie for the resty drop that t on the end Bessie for the resty there you go <laughs> you're stuck with me that's all right <laughs> right <laughs> like just summed up like, our, uh, our life right. to that's all right if i have to be that's fine fair enough well, yeah i'll settle <laughs> <laughs> oh settle that's funny yeah our one of our friends, friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a different story for a different time we're yeah. not going into that <laughs> you know who you are out there <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this one guys it's uh it's it is huge just being close and staying best friends and yes that's that's what's worked for us and we always love to hear your guys' experiences and what's worked for you and if these are things that you've tried or if you plan on kind of trying these with your partner. And we just always love to hear your stories. And so let us know. Shoot us a DM. Um, we're on Instagram, Better Half JK. Also on Spotify and the podcast app. So if you're enjoying listening... Give us a rating. Yeah. Hopefully all of you out there and your partners can be Bessies for the Ressies. Hope you guys have a great weekend. See ya. Bye.